Pool Parts presents Preps Rewind on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Mike Danson. Welcome into Preps Rewind. We are in the Aloe Fiber Studios. And Preps Rewind is presented by Gould Parts in Eaton, 45 East Collins in Eaton, 970-454-3355. They are your Napa parts provider, owned by Alan Gould and his family since the 70s. The staff has been there for the long haul as well. Just call or hop online and uh, see what parts uh, you need, see if they're available, and they will take care of you up there at Gould Parts. Thank you, Gould Parts. Um, just want to give everybody a heads up. I'm not going to give a lot of scores today. Um, once again, uh, my kids are playing basketball right now. Also, they're a lot younger, uh, fourth and fifth grade. So, um, I am recording this Friday afternoon. Um, just wanted to give everybody a heads up. That's why I'm not doing any scores. I'm going to be at a, uh, fourth grade basketball game at uh, 10 a.m. on, uh, Saturday morning. So, um, some of the stuff that we're going to talk about, uh, and this is in, in the Preps Rewind Power Rankings, um, there's going to be a little bit of a disclaimer in there because there are games being played tonight with the teams that are in the uh, Power Rankings as of right now. But uh, we will have interviews with uh, um, Colin Nicholas. He is the head basketball coach at uh, Briggsdale. They are 18 and 2. They are playing for their district championship game Saturday tonight. Uh, that'll be tonight as you're listening. And we also have uh, head basketball coach of the Highland Huskies, Pete Freeman, and, and that uh, just amazing basketball program they have going on up there at Highland. They are also playing in their district championship uh, tonight, also. So um, a couple of district champions. Champion uh, coaches uh, are are in uh, the second and third segments. Uh, let's kind of look at uh, what's going on right now as we are are moving through. We have this week of basketball, then we have just two more weeks of basketball left um, as we wrap up uh, the winter season of sports, and and the spring season is is upon us. Uh, we'll talk about that here a little bit in the first segment, also. So, as of right now. Um, 4A, 5A, 6A uh, boys basketball tonight um, will be played uh, February 24th. So 4A, 5A, 6A, the Sweet 16, the higher seeds host those games. Those are happening. And we also have the championship games of the 1A, 2A, 3A going on on the 24th. Uh, Highland and Strasburg, a huge game uh, at that uh 3A level, whoever wins that game is going to be hosting regionals. Whoever loses that game is going to be heading on the road in regionals. So a huge game. That game is going to be live right here on KFKA. You can listen on uh, Saturday night. Uh, As we move forward on the 25th, the 1A-2A regional brackets will be released, and the 3A state tournament bracket will be released. That is a 32-team bracket. Uh, all that will be released on February 29th. We will have a 6A Great 8 games at the Denver Coliseum March 1st, March 2nd, 5A and 4A Great 8 respectively at the Denver Coliseum. Also, March 1st and 2nd, um, 1A, 2A, 3A regionals. The first two rounds are played at the higher seeds. And then uh, March 
3rd, the 1A2A Great 8 state bracket will be released. So uh, that's where we're at right now. Um, those 1A2A 3As will be four teams at a host site. They will play those games, get it down to eight teams left, and then that gets uh, reseeded for 1A2A uh, and 3A is already seeded. So at that point, March 3rd will be down to eight teams at the 1A, 2A, 3A level. We'll be down to four teams at the 6A, 5A, 4A levels. And then March 7th through the 9th, that is the state basketball tournament at various locations. 1A boys and girls are played right here in Greeley at UNC. 2A boys and girls are in Loveland at Blue Arena. 3A boys and girls are at the University of Denver. And then 4A, 5A, 6A, those uh, final games, the final four for each 4A, 5A, 6A will continue to be played at the Denver Coliseum as the grade eight games are the week before. So that's where we're at with what's left of the winter sports season. And looking ahead, looking ahead. Uh, girls golf, boys swimming, boys volleyball have already started practice on the 19th of February. And then on Monday, the rest of the sports kick into gear. Baseball, boys, girls lacrosse, girls soccer, girls tennis, track and field all get started. So we don't even have a little bit of a gap. Some of these teams that are going to have players playing basketball still, they're going to miss some practices uh, getting going here in the spring season. Now uh, we'll hop out for our, our first break here. On the other side, we will talk with Briggsdale girls basketball coach Colin Nicholas. You're listening to Preps Rewind on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back into Preps Rewind, presented by Ghoul Parts in Eaton, 970-454-3355. Open seven days a week. They are your Napa parts provider. Now let's uh, head to the phone line here, and we are going to talk with uh, Colin Nicholas of Briggsdale Girls Basketball. Uh, Coach, how are you doing today? Oh, doing pretty well. Had a late night last night, but trying to get recouped and... Get a little practice in here in a little bit and get ready for tomorrow. Yeah, and and let's kind of talk about the last night a little bit. Uh, you guys, uh, you take out Weldon Valley, uh, uh, seventy-two to twenty to reach uh, the district championship. That's a huge win against a team that's probably a little overmatched. But uh, what did your girls do so well? Uh well, we shot well early, and Jenna had a, got off pretty early. We got some steals and some easy looks, and um. Just kind of run the floor and got some easy stuff early. Mostly kind of set up by our defense. So um, I know it's, things get easier when the ball goes in early. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure, Coach. Uh, and now uh, you guys move on to the district championship game. That'll uh, be played Saturday night uh, or Saturday afternoon, I guess. But uh, 
against Prairie. It's a team that you guys played uh, just back on February 16th. Um, you, you guys came out on top with a 10-point victory. Um, what, what's going to be the key to uh, continuing uh, to win here and, and taking out Prairie in this championship? Well, um, you know, back to that match we had oh, a couple weeks ago, they're they're super super young and, and crazy talented team too. Um, I think kind of just some of our experience um, was was key. We just kind of been in a few more bigger games and maybe got them rattled a few times. And once again, that was the defense. Um, so that'll kind of be a key, kind of take them out of what they want to do and get hopefully get into our stuff and get some easy looks for us. Um, that's kind of our key usually. <laughs> Most games, anyway. Well, and and that is kind of a, a huge thing at uh, at the one A level. You get a lot of teams that uh, are pretty young and maybe don't have that uh, big game experience. But uh, you guys, uh, a lot of your girls have been there and done that. And how much do you think that experience uh, comes into play? Well, I think it does for sure a lot this time of year, where they've seen the big lights and um, they've seen, you know, big crunch time games and close games and just experiences. And, you know, we always tell them when we get in these tight games that, you know, turn on your brains and just think basketball and, you know, play with their heads now. And usually that's what it comes down to is who kind of plays the smarter game towards the end. And talent obviously helps and wins out a lot of times too. But when you get evenly matched talented teams, it's kind of who's going to be the smarter team usually helps. Yeah, uh, coach. Uh, let's let's go back. Uh, it's it's a few weeks now. Um, the the loss to nineteen and one Flatiron Academy team. Um, just uh, when I looked at that game and I saw that you guys had fallen, it, it was kind of a surprise to me. Very uncharacteristic of your team that you guys gave up seventeen points in the first quarter. It, heck, you guys only gave up twenty four the rest of the game. So um, just kind of falling behind early really got uh, put you in a hole. Yeah, I mean we. They rattled us a little bit. You know, we talked about, you know, we like to pressure people. They probably pressured us a little early. You know, we didn't handle it very well and gave up some easy stuff. Kind of, I always tell my kids the most aggressive team usually wins if you can do it without fouling. And they were the most aggressive team that first quarter. And then we kind of hung around back and forth for second, third quarter. And we were kind of fighting some foul trouble. Kale was in some pretty bad foul trouble. She didn't play any of that. You know, part of that first quarter and second quarter in foul trouble, so we just kind of tried to hang on, hang on, and then fourth quarter, I was, I was happy that we, we we responded. We you know could have just quit, went away, but made some shots, and you know Jenna had a shot. Look at it with three to about two seconds to go to try to tie it, and it just didn't go. But I was mostly just happy with our grit and just keep fighting back, fighting back. Hopefully, we'll learn from it. You know our. We were playing a couple of young guards that maybe weren't in that experience, and you know I talked about experience when you're equal teams, and they were probably a little more experienced early, but hopefully we learned from it and grew from it. And well, and we'll see you later. Yeah, and and that's exactly where I was going. That's that's probably one of those teams that uh, you're thinking uh, is is going to be in your way to uh, defend that state championship. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're sitting at four right now, probably. Not much is going to shake up in the next, well, you know, there's only a day and a half left of kind of shuffling around in rankings. So I think that's probably about where we're going to be. And we've lost the two of the three ahead of us. And the one team sitting at number one is the team we beat last year in the finals. And they've got everybody back. So we've definitely got a uphill road to go to kind of defend. But, um, you know, there's some good ones up there for sure. 
Uh, and coach, you've you've mentioned her a few times, and and we talked a lot about her uh, the first time that we had you on the show. But uh, uh, Jenna Christ, uh, um, we talked about how special she was as a player. We talked about how amazing of a leader she is. Um, does she still do things on the basketball court that you kind of are surprised sometimes? It's usually the surprises now are, and now it shouldn't surprise me. I've been watching her play since kindergarten, just athleticism and stuff she can do body wise and jumping and moving in motion. It's, and she just wows you every once in a while. And I get to see her every day, but you hear the crowd kind of doing some stuff. She made a play last night kind of behind the back and kind of Euro back the other way and flipped the ball up with some English off the glass. And I know she does it all the time and I'm just, I'm just shocked to watch her sometimes. So <laughs> it's it's fun to sit back, and I'm glad she's on my team for sure. Yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, want to be on the other side of having to prepare for her. She's uh, she's a very special player, um, and as special as she's been. And and one thing that I've noticed, uh, just kind of keeping my eye on you guys throughout the season, is uh, as the season has gone on, we've really seen an emergence of Kale Clem and, and Claire Brown, and they they've kind of taken some pressure off of Jenna. Yeah, they've they've taken some pressure off her, um, and Jenna's creating some of that too, but getting them some good looks. But, you know, having three scores and double digits now, you know, Kale and Claire are both, well, I think they're both pushing about 12 points a game now. 10 to, 10 to 12, they're kind of back around there. But just a little more balance than we had maybe kind of Christmas, January, and that's what, what we've kind of been striving for all year is find a little more balance. And, they're, you know, we've seen – you know, everybody's throwing a different junk defense at us every night trying to stop Jenna and different ideas and attempts, and I bet we've seen 10, 12 different looks. And we're, I think we're finally comfortable with most of that, that we've seen a lot of what people can throw at us, and we've devised ways to come up with it, and the girls are just kind of rolling with it. And whatever they throw at us, we'll just go adjust. So that's that's been the best part. I think we just kind of learned as a, a young group on kind of how to just play basketball. Well, and that that kind of leads into where I was heading next is uh, what uh, from the first time that we talked uh, to now, um, where do you think that this team has has grown the most? Um, just probably court knowledge, you know, and, and seeing more stuff. They're not they're seeing stuff and telling me what they're seeing now. Before I was kind of having to tell them, hey, this is what I think we need to do and see. And now they're kind of growing into that that they're seeing. They're seeing more and coming to me with ideas. And, you know, Jenna and Kale are always talking on the floor, coming up with different stuff and different ways to attack. And I'm not a big heavy-duty, we're going to run a bunch of sets guy. I'm kind of a read and react and just play basketball kind of guy. So that I kind of just turn them loose, and, and that fits right into their style. And I let them be, you know, as long as we're doing our habits and a lot of our stuff we want to do and doing stuff the right way, I just kind of let them freelance and go at it. Well, and and if you're willing to give them that kind of freedom out there on the court, that just has to boost their confidence so much more throughout the the not just the game, but through the whole season. Yeah, I think so. I just you know I I've I know in the past sometimes I've overcoached felt like I've overcoached, and if your kids are if your kids are sitting there most of the game looking at you or listening for you, it's they're not concentrating on what's in front of them. And I I really just I and mean, sometimes I get in their way. I know I said that last year a couple times in the playoffs I'm like just get back and let them go and um for the most part they've 
you know, they've come through. But that just comes with preparation and practice. And, you know, we talk about the things we want to do. And if I see something, I'll let them go. But I usually get after them quite a bit on defense and leave them alone on offense. <laughs> No, and, and I love the idea of uh, you kind of sitting back and, and you've given them the structure, but uh, the fact that they can go out there and, and just kind of run the show um, and they're not looking to you to call plays and stuff like that, it, it helps them just be more of an athlete than, uh, um, you know, being told what to do. Right. Well, especially well, Jenna, all three of those, Jenna, Kale, and Claire, and at our level, they're some of the most athletic kids in the in the whole classification, you know, statewide, they're both, they're all great track athletes and volleyball players. And I mean, they're just good athletes. So to use their athleticism, you kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to harness them back and hold them back. I just want to kind of release it and let them go. And they're all blessed with God given athleticism. I better use it. <laughs> yep. Uh, coach, you, you mentioned it. Uh, you guys are fourth right now in the, the Chassis seating index, uh, coming off the championship from last year. Uh, what, uh, what's uh, the same about this team compared to last year's team? And what's uh, really different from uh, this team and last year's team? Um, probably more differences than sames. I mean, we, we get Jenna and Kale and Claire, those kind of three, obviously Jenna was a big part of it last year. She was, you know, the big focal point. Claire was just a little freshman kind of running around doing her own little thing and, and kind of keeping it simple. And Kale was kind of coming into her own. I think, the biggest difference is you know, we lost four seniors that had a lot, of, a lot of big kind of role players. I'd say. I mean, they were talented. A couple of them are all state or all of them I mentioned, but just more role players and handling the ball and rebounding. We were just a lot bigger team last year. This year, you know, we had more depth. You know, basically we didn't add anybody. We added one freshman who's kind of helping us a little bit this year, but we're definitely not as deep. Um, that's kind of been our biggest thing we've had to kind of uphill fight is rebounding and and depth we just lost a lot of height and you know a lot of the same that they're just a fun group to be around they really do get along like last year's team they enjoy being out there they enjoy playing together you know they don't really care who's scoring what and doing what they just they just really want to win i think that's super positive and makes it fun to come to the gym well, and one thing that surprises me, what you were just talking about, coaches, for a, a school the size of Briggsdale to lose four seniors off of a of a basketball team, it, that's a that's a huge number at your level. Yeah, I mean, we're rolling out with let's you know we I think we had eleven last year, and we lost you know four or five of them, and that was half of them. We get some freshmen in, and one's kind of contributing, but we kind of look at our level. If you can find one to two girls per class that can kind of play. I mean, that that gives you six or seven. And if you're six or seven deep in 1A, you're you're pretty solid. And yep. there's, you'll find a lot of a lot of teams at our level are playing freshmen. The playing sophomores are just, you know, there's not that many kids to choose from. So <laughs> you take your best five and you roll them out there. But, yep. you know, we've only got classes of, well, my daughter's class, the sophomore class, has only got eight kids in it. Wow. Girls, so, so and our biggest is, 22 kids total so yeah well uh coach i appreciate you hopping on with me and uh you know kind of uh giving us the update on where you guys are uh good luck here in the district uh, championship game saturday afternoon and uh we'll keep our eye on you as you uh head to uh try to defend that state championship all right appreciate you following us and keeping in touch so
Yep. Hopefully everybody has a good weekend here. Some good high school basketball. That's There's a lot of it. Uh, thank you, Coach. That is uh, Coach uh, Colin Nicholas, the head basketball coach of the Briggsdale Girls basketball team out there. Uh, just uh, they they've been they've been having a really really good season and and uh, Jenna Christ is one of those players uh, when they make it to the state uh, tournament here in a couple of weeks those games are going to be played here in Greeley at UNC that's a player if you don't want to make the trek down to Denver or or uh, over to Loveland to watch the two eight um, get in there and watch uh, Jenna Christ play she is an amazing amazing basketball player for Briggsdale. All right, uh, now on the other side, we are going to uh, catch up with uh, Highland Head Boys basketball coach Pete Freeman. You are listening to Preps Rewind on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back into the Aloe Fiber Studio. You're listening to Preps Rewind, presented by Gould Parts in Eaton, 45 East Collins in Eaton, 970-454-3355. Give them a call for all your automotive part needs. Now on the phone line, we have Highland Head Basketball Coach Pete Freeman. Coach, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, Coach. Uh, uh, congratulations on the win over Timnith the other night. Uh, to be completely honest, when I saw that it was only a, a three-point game, I was kind of surprised seeing how you guys uh, had beat them by 34 earlier in the season. What was so What was so different? Uh, they're uh, they hit a lot of shots and they are uh, getting better as that season goes on. And and we you know we started pretty fast that game, and I thought we kind of let out the pedal a little bit and. Um, you know, uh, Tim Nipples came in, I think they were sitting like 31 in the, in the chest of seating that day. So, uh, that's a team that didn't have anything to lose. That played really good. That knew if they could pull out a win, they'd be guaranteed a playoff spot. And, uh, it was, uh, it was a good test for our guys to, uh, not give up the whole lead. We just gave up most of the lead. Yeah, and and maybe that's something about like Timnath uh, with so many young players just getting more and more experience as the season. They probably improve a ton. Yeah, they are uh, <clears throat> they are a completely different team since the beginning of the year. You know, especially last year, and and they played well. I mean, they they really did play well against us, and and they hit shots. And and basketball is kind of a stupid sport sometimes you can look real good one night and real bad the next depending on if the ball's going the hole or not yeah it it, it really is uh all about that uh that uh, if you get lucky enough to have it going in uh coach you guys you've won 12 games in a row at this point uh uh heading into the district championship uh, Strasburg is the last team that you guys actually lost to um what what do you guys need to do better than you did the first time against Strasburg to uh, bring home that district championship defend we didn't do a very good job of defending that night um you know you come off break and you you try to simulate good practices over break and you you know but game speed is a little bit different and uh you know we had uh we went sterling yuma strasburg in four days and uh i just thought the defense got worse in each game as we went in that little stretch right there and uh we did not do a 
good job of, of playing defense that night. We really did it. Well, and and we talk about how important it is to make shots, but defense is one of those things that you just really have to lean on because that's something that you can do great every night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hypothetically, I I, I don't know if we can do it great every <laughs> night, but yeah, yeah, it's something that, you know, coming out of that stretch, it's something that we've really concentrated on. Um, you know, 80 to 85% of our practices every day are, are working on defense, and uh, I think we're better than we were three weeks ago and a month ago at it. Um, but I guess that remains to be seen tomorrow. Um, and and this is a, a huge game because as I was reading, trying to figure out how the bracket seeding and everything works, more than likely whoever wins this game, that's going to be the only team out of the two that get to host in the regional round. Yep, that'll be the only host. Yeah, the numbers numbers don't add up for both of us to host. So win and host and lose and go on the road. Um, one thing that I, I really love about your team is, um, you have three guys with Sawyer Morgan and, and Carson and, and Jacob that they can all score in bunches. And that really puts a lot of pressure on opponents to be able to defend you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's something that, you know, we've really had the last uh, few years, um, you know, not to look too much in the past, but, you know, last year we had four guys that averaged between. 14 and a half and 15 and a half points and that's that's tough to guard and you know right now we have about three in that range and then and then we got a little bit more scoring from other guys off the team but yeah you don't it's great to have one guy that can go out score 30 every night but it's also an advantage for us where we have guys that they take different turns of getting hot and uh you know in in 3a basketball if you got to guard all five kids it it makes it difficult to to defend yeah and one of the other things that stands out to me is I, I look at a lot of, uh, I don't get to see as many games as I would like to, but I, I do get to uh, dig deep into some of these teams looking at stats and stuff. And one of the things that I've noticed is a lot of teams uh, assist to turnover ratio is not really a good look, but you guys are one of the few teams that I think this is a huge thing. You guys are positive on assist to turnover ratio. You know, we've, we've really concentrated on moving the ball and, and we've got really good shooters off the pass. Um, so we really emphasized, you know, hey, we're pretty good inside out. We're pretty good catching off or shooting off a catch. And uh, so we talk about that a lot. And uh, so that's kind of where the assistant numbers have came from. We're not, we're not a selfish team. We're really not. Uh, when we move the ball, we're pretty tough to beat. Um, and then, you know, we've concentrated on turning, cutting down turnovers. Uh, you know, I think we had 22 or 23 turnovers against Strasburg a month and a half ago, and that's been our high for a while. So those two factors, moving the ball and, and taking care of the ball, is going gonna, is gonna to make that number look better than, you know, it's going to make the number look good. Well, and and you mentioned it there. To I think I think the numbers were like you guys average uh, pretty much seventeen assists a game and and then sixteen turnovers a game. So an extra yep. six turnovers uh, against Strasburg, yeah, that would really make a difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't <clears throat> you can't score if you're not going to get a shot off, you know. And it's uh, I I don't know if you know this about me, but I always somehow end up talking about CU when I'm on the radio here and. You look at some of the the, the the Boyle team this year is so talented and they just can't stop turning the ball over and when you get down to crunch time in games and you got five or six more turnovers than the other team at the end of the game then you're in trouble. Yeah, it, it you know, I I kind of uh I I'm an old football coach here, so I, I 
you know, obviously there's a lot more turnovers that happen in a basketball game, but it doesn't really matter the sport. If you're, if you're giving the ball away to the other team and setting them up, uh, it's probably not going to go well for you. Yeah, correct. And, and, and we do a good job of rebounding and we emphasize offensive rebounds. So, you know, a lot of times if we're turning the ball over, it's not just one opportunity, but two to three opportunities that we're giving up to score two points. Coach uh, Sawyer Morgan, he's just uh, he's having literally an absurd season this year. Um, Seventeen points per game, twelve rebounds per game, five assists, two steals, and the one thing that really stood out to me is of those twelve rebounds per game, he's averaging five offensive rebounds a game. Did we lose Coach? May have lost uh, Coach uh, Pete Freeman there, but. Uh, we're going to try to get him back, Micah? Okay. We'll try to get uh, Coach back. But, uh, yeah, just uh, talking about Sawyer Morgan and, and uh, just this this ridiculous season. Not You know, a lot of times when we're looking at high school basketball players, for them to average, uh, you know, in that uh, 15 to 20 point range, which which Sawyer is doing, that that's pretty impressive. But not only is he doing it scoring, but the, the 12 rebounds is, is ridiculous. And I think we got Coach back there. You there, Coach? Yeah, I'm here. All right, uh, Coach, I don't know. Tell, uh, tell Micah to stop pushing buttons in the background. Yeah, Micah, he's over there. He's just trying to throw me for a loop here. <laughs> but uh, I, I was asking about Sawyer Morgan and just how absurd yeah. this season is. And and uh, one of the things that stood out to me is he's averaging 12 rebounds per game, and five of those are offensive rebounds. Yeah, you know, he, work, he does. He works really hard. He's got good timing. Uh, he's pretty relentless on it. He can, you know, some guys can just see where the ball is going to go sometimes and just have that natural feel. And he does. And, and then he works hard. And he, and he really does. And, and any time, you know, ball's in the air and uh, he, he's got a shot at it every time. And I think rebounds is definitely, it's all about how hard you're willing to work to get those rebounds. I I grew up watching the the Bulls when uh, when Dennis Rodman was there and just the effort that he would always put in getting rebounds. Um, it, it's really something that kind of it may go unnoticed a lot of time, but it does take a lot of effort to be a good rebounder. Yeah, it does. It does. And uh, and you know you got I'm five eight. I could have worked real hard. I was never going to get rebounds. Yeah, um, but you know you got you got to have a little size to you, and you got to have some athleticism, but. You add that in with the effort, and you can anybody can be a pretty good rebounder. And uh, coach, uh, last one for me here. Uh, you guys starting in uh, the eighteen nineteen season. You guys were runners up, and then the championship the next year, Sweet Sixteen in, in 21, uh, 21, 21, 22, and then the semis twenty two twenty three, and then primed to make another run uh, this year. What what really has been the key to the success of this program? the talent of the kids and the buying of the kids to just um, have everybody step up after you graduate, you know, you lose, you know, we had the two a player of the year in 2020 um, and lose him. And you're kind of like, well, what do we do now? And then you just got kids stepping up and ready to take his role and go. And then the next year I lost nine seniors and, and then, you know, uh, Paul and the Stankies and, uh, and Morgan all show up and they just put the work in and, graduate our two guards last year and have two guards replace them that are putting up good numbers and working hard and and it's it's a hundred percent kids buying in kids working on their game year-round kids understanding the system and, and kids wanting to play for highland and and go fast and put up points and uh and 
looking down the line over the next couple of years, there's, there's a bunch of kids that you're not going to know names of yet, but you're going to know their names soon, soon because they're putting in the work and they're ready to take take the torch and keep this thing going. Yeah, and Coach, I know I said that was the last one, but uh, I, I do have one more. I, I talked with uh, Coach Molina last week about yeah. his, his squad and and the success that they're having and, and how you guys, you know, he kind of uh, – took some tutelage under you and now has taken over that program and has it going. And one of the things that was interesting to me that he talked about is uh, how passing on like uh, your, your press and maybe some of the other stuff that you guys are doing down to the lower levels. So by the time they get up to you, they kind of already have, you know, you, you don't have to start at the beginning of the book. You're already on chapter two or three. Yeah, that's correct. And I want to give a shout out to coach Molina. Uh, You know, he was pretty complimentary of me last week and, and, and he's doing a great job, and it's it's really fun watching that girls team play, and and they're uh, they're <clears throat> they're bulldogs, and they work hard, and they play good defense, and you know that's that's something that he's really good at teaching and and doing, and yeah, I mean you know Highland, you know who's coming for the grades coming up forever, right? Yeah. And so it's not like well this kid come in or where's he going to go? We we know who we have, we know you know, and and Coach Molina has been at Highland for a long time, and I'm from Highland. So you kind of have an idea of kids that are coming, and and we're both invested in our programs to reach out and and see, um, you know, help help build programs so when they get to us, they're ready to go. Yeah, and coach, whatever you guys are doing, you got you guys are doing it right, and uh, it, it's fun to watch uh, these basketball teams and and the success that you guys are having. And uh, I appreciate you joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yep, uh, that is uh, head Highland basketball coach Pete Freeman uh, once again uh, as his team primed and and ready to make another playoff run and and he, he's passing on the tutelage to uh, Coach Molina of the girls and and they're in the uh, district championship game also. So um, that Highland uh, Strasburg game is going to be here live on uh, KFKA on Saturday night. You can catch that game uh, being broadcast live here on KFK. On the other side, uh, as become accustomed, we will have uh, this may be the last edition of the Basketball Preps Rewind Power Rankings, but we got one more edition uh, and that's coming up on the other side of the break. You're listening to Preps Rewind on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. for the Preps Rewind Power Rankings. And it's time for the Preps Rewind Power Rankings. Uh, as I said in the very first segment of the show, just a little disclaimer here. I'm doing this on Friday afternoon. Um, University and Eaton both play Friday night, so it's going to kind of throw a little bit of a wrench in here, but uh, I still made it through here. Um, we're going to start a number, so number six is university at this point for me, um, and I'm going with Eaton at number five just because they beat university a couple weeks ago. Uh, the growth in this team 
uh, that they've shown over the last month of the season has been outstanding. They're very young with three freshmen and one sophomore playing significant minutes. I think they've grown into their roles, and this team is very dangerous with what they bring to the table. Eaton is number five. Number four, Dayspring Christian Academy. They are the number one seed in their district bracket. This is a team that is motivated by a disappointing end to last year with an earlier-than-expected exit from the state playoffs. Omafoma and Hayward lead the way offensively, but this team has crazy senior depth for a small school. I just have a feeling that they're going to make a run with that motivation from last year's uh, disappointment. Number three, we talked to their coach, uh, Colin Nicholas, Briggsdale. Uh, They're number four in the Chassa seating index. Probably won't see a team that can challenge them until that second day of the state tournament in two weeks. Jenna Christ is getting a lot more help lately from Kale Clem and Claire Brown than she was earlier in the season. Uh, you can't just concentrate on uh, Jenna Christ anymore. Those other two can put up enough points to win games. This team is primed and ready to de- go to the uh, state tournament and defend last year's state championship. Briggsdale is number three. Number two, Resurrection Christian. Uh, they won their first playoff ga- game uh, this season by a score of 71 to 11. They only gave up 11 points. This team has uh, found their stride late in the season and has all the potential to make a run at the 4A level. Olivia Klein is an absolute stud for this team, and she's increased her points per game up to 16.5. I think the last time I looked, she was at 14, so she's went up 2.5 points. Uh, I still worry about the assist-to-turnover ratio because they're at like 11 assists to around 16 turnovers. That's a big gap. But they're battle-tested, they're working through regular season, and have shown tons of improvement throughout this season. Resurrection Christian number two. Uh, Roosevelt continues to be number one, defending state champions, uh, plus a 980-point differential. They won their opening round playoff game by 30 points to bounce back after the weird loss to Riverdale Ridge to finish the regular season. I think that Riverdale Ridge will serve as a wake-up call for this Roosevelt girls basketball team entering the playoffs, and they're primed and ready. This team is loaded. They won the state championship last year and did not graduate one person. I think they're going to make a run for back-to-back state championships. The girls' uh, preps rewind power rankings go Roosevelt 1, Resurrection Christian 2, Briggsdale 3, Dayspring Christian 4, Eaton 5, and uh, the disclaimer, University is 6, or 5, 6, Eaton, however you want to play that, but they both play Friday night, which is when we're recording. Let's uh, head over to the boys' edition of the Preps Rewind Power Rankings, a team that I've loved all season. Uh, Fort Lupton is uh, number 5 here in this week's edition of the Preps Rewind Power Rankings. Uh, This team I've been on all season long, but the not-so-difficult schedule that they had through the regular season has caught up with them here in the second round of the playoffs as they now have to play Resurrection Christian in the second round after taking out Eaton in the first round by just three points. 
I think the future is very, very bright for this team with the the super sophomore Shane Callahan and Javon Gonzalez. But having to go up against the number two seed in the second round is a really tough draw. And that's just based on the easier regular season schedule. Didn't get them as many uh, seeding index points. But a win for Fort Lupton against Resurrection Christian, man, what that could do for this program heading through the playoffs, that could lead to a huge, huge run here in the playoffs. Number five is Fort Lupton. Number four, Heritage Christian. Coach Lundy and his team have won eight in a row and are the number one seed in their district tournament. This team, uh, they can put up points. Uh, They have, have been challenged by some tough teams this season. I really feel like this team has a great chance to make a run to the championship. Their two losses are to two teams that only have one win each, and they were close games. Heritage Christian is number four. Number three, Windsor. They have won 15 games in a row, beat Stanley Lake 68-35 in the first round, and now match up with Thomas Jefferson Saturday night. I think this team has improved a ton over the season, Aaron perfect spot to make some noise in the playoffs one thing that really stands out to me that i like about this team is two of the top three scorers are coaches kids with madden smiley the son of steve smiley unc head coach and jonathan reed the son of houston reed who is a unc assistant coach i think that plays into it a little bit and a lot of growth can come from that windsor number three resurrection christian is number two They have a uh, plus 650-point differential on the season, but they continue to uh, make me question them. Like with the the close win in the first round of the playoffs, 37-29 over 31-seeded Basalt. I'm very curious about the matchup uh, with Fort Lupton on Saturday night. They continue to win. I guess they'll continue to answer my questions, but... I I really am curious uh, about what this Resurrection Christian team can do. They've been they've been ranked highly all season, but uh, I I just they've done some things that confuse me. Resurrection Christian number two, number one. We uh, we had their coach on uh, Highland Pete Freeman, their head coach, um, proved to me Saturday night that uh, you guys are for real. You're playing Strasburg, a team that. Kind of put it to you earlier in the season. We heard Coach Freeman say they got to defend better against Strasburg, and, and I think the effort will be there. I believe in this program, and they always seem to do something crazy and make a run in the playoffs. Sawyer Morgan is an absolute machine, and, and he's getting plenty of help from Carson Steinke and Jacob Wares. Um, they have that positive assist-to-turnover ratio, which is a, a huge feather in the cap. I just, I think... Look for Highland to, to upset uh, Strasburg on Saturday night. And that's a game you can hear right here on KFKA Saturday night. Highland and Strasburg for that district championship game. That uh, is just going to be a huge, huge game. And as we talked about with uh, with Coach Freeman, that, uh, that game leads to who is going to be able to host in the region round and who's going to go on the road. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Mike Danson. Thank you to Micah on the other side of the glass taking care of me. Thank you to Coach Nicholas, to Coach Freeman for joining us. You've been listening to Preps Rewind on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.